Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the Black community stands right now. From stories about salvation and loss. I loved a person who had an HIV diagnosis. To dreams achieved. Or yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. I sat down with a therapist and I began my journey. To those left behind. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, fellow 20-somethings. It's your girl, Sydney Winter. And guess what? The wait is finally over. Season four of Crying in Public is here, and I'm flying solo for the very first time. That's right, no co-host to rein me in, just me, myself, and the mic. From relationships to careers and all the awkward encounters in between, we're covering it all. So mark your calendars and set your reminders because Crying in Public is dropping its juiciest season yet. Listen to the new season of Crying in Public on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nazi V2 was a rocket-powered bomb travelling faster than the speed of sound. You couldn't hear it coming. A technological miracle, but a military and economic disaster for Nazi Germany. How did the V2 come into existence, and why were so many of the people it hurt not the people you might expect? Join me, Tim Harford, host of Cautionary Tales, for my gripping mini-series on the V2 rocket, available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude still popping and locking like I got a Nissan truck or El Camino or about a Suzuki Samurai for the old school out there. Let's get right into it. Forget the pleasantries today. Oh, man, we know we're going to have an amazing show because I had an amazing weekend. Let's start off with what's up with that dude? Well, I am just a proud father of a Columbia University graduate student with a master's in sports management. Damn it. Proud of my monk monk. My daughter did it. Maraca Elise Wiley. Ah, Walked across that stage and just took the baton from the family. Say, I got this right. Talking about educational levels surpassing all of us in our family, including me, man. It's crazy. I thought I did something special when uh, my two parents who didn't go to college and then I go to college and graduate from Columbia undergrad. And my daughter's like, oh, that's cute. Uh, Hold my beer. Now, look at her. She has a master's from Columbia. And even more importantly, she's mastering how to manage her confidence and put that on display. Uh, She used to doubt her way to success. She used to doubt her way to achievements. And then in those moments, she would be relieved, but not joyful. Now she is taking it all in, saving the best for last at 24 years young and embracing her moments. Now she got that emotional momentum. You know what I'm talking about? She in that zone, that sweet spot. She got that Bruce Leroy glow right now. And I'm just loving what I'm seeing. Always had the biggest heart and always had all the capabilities in the world to do what she wanted. And now it's happening. So proud of her and her hitting the real world in that next step. Oh, the graduation though. Ooh, it was in Dante's Inferno. That sucker was hot. 86 degrees in New York City. The hottest day of the year. Yeah, they waited till I came out there in a suit and then sitting there for hours watching them announce every kid in the damn city's name. It took hours to get to her. We finally get to her. I'm already sweated out. Y'all know me. I sweat in the cold, let alone if it's really hot. And 
They, it's so funny, they were giving out their cards, so they give all the students, so many students, they give the card to this guy who scans it, and all of a sudden, some damn android, some, some little voice just pops up and just says it, right? No more stuttering, no more, oh, I mispronounced your name, none of that. This sucker was moving, 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 moving so fast that when it was Morocco's school to get announced, I'm thinking, Wiley, she's going to be last. And then she ended up being second. Damn android. <laughs> she flew by. I was like, oh, there go my daughter. Ah, you know us. We're going to act a fool. I had the can with the beans. No, I'm playing. But it, I felt that way, man. I was just screaming in love and joy for my girl. We had two dinners. We had a party. She had another party at Marquee. I ain't go to that because I was like, one, too damn old. Ain't nobody going to be laughing at my belly while I'm out here twice y'all age. And two, she just had too many of her friends around. I was like, I am not going to be that daddy <laughs> at the club so I could be the bun of all jokes all these years going forward. So, nah, I let them kick it. Um, I think two moments really stood out to me. One is when she hugged her brother and her little, you know, MJ came with me. We had the ultimate boys trip. It was crazy. And she hugged him and she cried. And it was just like, I think the generations, like, damn. My dad went here, my dad and I have our relationship, but God, I'm doing this for even more than just right now. It's for who's next, right? So she's looking at him probably like, you next, what you gonna do? And just passing that baton. That was amazing, and then what was also amazing, she gave her speech, congratulations speech, all that love, and then Biscuit start breakdancing just to say, I love you, girl. Here's your gift to him. He ain't got no money, so all you can do is break dance to show his love. So that was great. Uh, what else happened this weekend? Too much of that. I'll keep you guys posted on social media. We'll talk about it maybe throughout the week. Uh, but we got a new show format coming real soon. Yeah, we're still going to keep the intro and what's up with that dude and our three topics. But guess what's going to happen in our fourth topic, our full episode, Raw and Real? You know, we're going to have a little hydration situation. Basically, it's going to be an open forum for all you guys out there for the members to jump on with me and let's talk through it. So you can ask a question, you anything you ever wanted to know, you know me, I'm going to answer it. And I'm going to tell you all it for real and for raw levels. I'm going to give it to you all. And then we're just going to rap. You know, we do that and that's going to be the new show. And that's what I really envisioned from day one. It's like coming with y'all, not talking to you, not talking at you, but talking with you. So I can't wait. Three quick topics, you know, bap, 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 let you know, you know, season that meat, and then we're going to go get it together. That's going to be sick. This show going to be special. Pumped on that. Um, and the other thing that happened, the schedule release came out for the NFL. Everybody saw that. Good Lord. Woo. You know, I'm a season ticket holder for the LA Chargers and our home games Already got the Chiefs in there. Raiders, you know that's going to be crazy. Even if they're not that good, I don't know. But it's going to be crazy. But Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, us always there. But listen to who else comes. The Buffalo Bills come. Damn! Josh Allen in the building. Baltimore Ravens come. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. We got the Bills, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and who else? The Cowboys. Chargers got six primetime games already. Probably get more out of it. But the point is, it's going to be silly at SoFi. So you know me. I'm going to make sure I look out for you guys out there as well. Join the membership because I'm going to be giving away tickets. Y'all got to come parking lot with me. You know what that means. Tailgate and get it in. Pumped. So with that schedule release, also want you guys to know I'm so dedicated. I'm so chargered up. Y'all see this right here. This is going to be my first 
free swag giveaway. Damn it, that's right. Look at that. Woo! That's that boy Wiley. I'm giving this away, right? So you got to join the membership to be eligible to get that. But somebody's getting that, and why not? Hook them up with this, too. Might be cold where y'all ass at. <laughs> I'm going to hook you up. All right, let's get into the show right now. But it's going down. Join Wiley's World on YouTube so you can get some of that love. Let's talk about who is not getting some of that love. Phoenix Suns head coach Monty Williams, surprisingly or not surprisingly, was fired after four seasons. Not just any old four seasons as well. Let's talk to it. So after the blowout elimination loss, we saw it. Phoenix Suns fired coach Monty Williams on Saturday night. Now, don't forget, they were without Chris Paul and they were without DeAndre Ayton in game six. Chris Paul missed multiple games, as he does every single playoff series, it seems like. But they still fired him. Excuses got to go out the window. The new Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, Ishbia, made the decision to dismiss Williams immediately after Thursday night's Game 6 loss. And he used his general manager, James Jones, to call him on Saturday night to deliver the news. Even though James Jones's role, JJ's role, has been diminished and his power's been sapped ever since Ishbia showed up. All right, so four seasons there, reached NBA Finals one year, won Coach of the Year twice, win percentage around 630. Crazy, right? A winning coach who just took the Suns, who was non-playoff team, to now potential contender every single year. Gotta go. And he had three years left, $20 million on this. What's crazy about it is, between him, Budenholzer, Nick Nurse is out there, Frank Vogel, the last eight years, every single championship coach has been fired in the NBA. Every single coach that has won a championship in the last eight years has been fired, except Steve Kerr. And there's some rumblings that he may not even stay still out there, depending on that situation. So the microwave mentality is in full effect right now. Perception is greater than reality. Forget what you actually have done in merit. Forget what you actually have accomplished. How are we feeling about you right now? Now, it's crazy because you could be a winning coach, but if you have a bad losing moment, oh, that's going to supersede even those winning times. Crazy. Like, all those coaches gone. So stunning to me, especially with the issues, especially because his team and his age right now, like they got to win now, but maybe they just don't believe Monty Williams could ever get them over that hump. Get them close but not over the hump. What y'all think about it? Was it a stunning move or y'all like, yo, it's time to move on, bro. If you ain't going to win a championship with all the talent you've had, Booker, Chris Paul, then you had KD this year, despite injuries, enough is enough. I'm going to be in those comments with y'all checking that out. Thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and your membership to Wiley's World so you can get one of these. Woo! Is I Wizzle? Talking about Is I Wizzle. What about Israel? I didn't sign you right now. His ex-girlfriend, Thurston out here, boy, taking him to court for half of his wealth. I read that headline. I said, what? Half, Eddie, half. I was like, damn. You know what? One of the reasons is, she said, quote, they dated too long and she supported his career. Hmm. All right. So I was just waiting for his response because as we know, when he responds to something, it doesn't matter how long it's been, oh, he going to come with a strong response. So... Um, some of the quotes that are out there is her saying, I've worked in mental health, so I'm really good at manipulating people, but like I would never use it, whatever that means. Um, Izzy, if I move out, I'll drift away. 
It's not always fun living in his shadow and taking second priority because what he is doing is so important. After a while, it just makes me feel small. So far, I have not heard one thing of Cretans, <laughs> but I'm no lawyer. Oh, man. But let's listen to what Izzy had to say. He's like, I wish I let you drift away into miserable existence because misery loves company and you love being a victim. Oh, once you say victim, you got my attention because, whoo, man, the victimhood is widespread. Any whore, this dude funny. <laughs> Any whore, sign the tenancy agreement ASAP. Also, I really hope you lawyer up and come for my assets like you said. I hope you try ooh, and affect my businesses such as Puma with your weak bitch threats. Okay, all right. Now, if you're gonna win the case, just win the case. You ain't gotta make her lose her mind. Uh, please, please do so. Let's pay for it all. You have a sugar daddy now who will pay for everything. For someone who moves in silence, he sure does talk a lot about you guys' plans, LOL. Mentally drain me, ha, ha, ha. You are pathetic. Even worse than when you said, well, you're going to have to break up with me then so you can be a victim just the way you like it. You're just like blank and you're worse than blank. Ooh, damn. They had to protect blanks. I know they bad. Uh, show this to blank, another blank. Show this to your lawyer too. Okay. Only thing I would say to Izzy right now is if I'm reading this, the world's reading this. And therefore, uh, how do I say it? In this world, when you yell, it sounds like you have no voice a lot of times, right? Because when you're standing on solid ground, like they say, gangsters move in silence. Why they say that? It's not so much that. I know a lot of gangsters. They were loud as hell. But the point is, you ain't got to be barking all your moves when you got that bite, right? A little too much bark for me for Israel, especially in the case where I see he can't lose, can he? So, but hey, I wasn't in that relationship, so he about to bark. Here we go. You have never helped me make money. Only ever cost me money. That's every relationship, Israel. It's not to her. <laughs> now you think you deserve half my shit? Yes, once again, Israel. That's every relationship, not just her. Uh, what an entitled, pompous brat you are. I spit on you. Now, you better chill. You better not spit on her. I'm her brother. We going to war. I dare you to start your stupid campaign. Your threats don't work here anymore. Oh, so they used to work. No wonder she coming after your stuff. She smelled a sucker relationship away. <laughs> she was like, I'm about to get paid off this boy again because I used to get paid off of him when I was with him. Ooh, relationships crazy, right? They're fired. You're responsible for your emotions. You don't care about my life because you sold info about me. Damn, ain't it? It's so bad when you get out of a relationship and you feel monetized, you know, that you ain't nothing but a credit report. Woo, I've been there, brother. So I don't care about yours. I don't even hate you. I just don't care about you. I've not been in love with you for a while. Woo! I tell you guys this all the time. Let's talk through it. The worst emotion is not hatred, right? And people always say it's love or hate. Nah, there's one worse than hate. <laughs> it's called apathy. <laughs> you know apathy? That means I don't give a damn, dog. Like, whatever. Go your way. Do you? I ain't tripping. Apathy. He hit her with the apathy card. That's going to connect. That's going to hurt. In summary, I'm glad all this happened. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I'm glad I finally have someone who can stand next to me and not feel like my shine takes away from theirs, confident in her own light. That's all I got right there. Okay, don't bring your new girl into this, right? You in this poisonous well because you already been in there and you jumped in there. It was pure waters at first. 
Of course it was. Every relationship is that infatuation stage. And oh, she's just there for me. I'm at the gym all damn day, 25 hours a day. She the coolest. She riding with you. No matter what you're going through, she's supportive. And then there's a hiccup because most relationships fail. Think about it. Not the ultimate, not your marriage, even though more of them fail than not now. It's the fact that think about your dating life. All of those people, most of those end in something bad or go away. Even if it's cool and respectful, it's still over. So you got to always go into it with that mindset. Like it's like a running back. You don't get the ball 20 times. You ain't scoring 20 times, bro. <laughs> you go in 20 relationships. You ain't winning 20 relationships, right? Break up, break up three yards, three yards, three yards, negative yardage. And then, oh, I scored, right? Great girl, great girl. Oh, we dated forever. Oh, we got engaged. But the point is, man, all you're trying to do is win in the game of life. Simple as that. She was a speed bump on the approach to winning in the game of life. But don't bring the new one into this. You don't want to get those two tangled up because that water's poisonous right now. And that could affect her mindset as well. It's crazy because um, I've been in crazy relationships before, not in terms of the breakup, in terms of the dynamics, because I'm going to make sure I keep that bridge in terms of our relationship and friendship going. I'm, I, I'm mad at you. You mad at me. Wow. He got a beef too. Like, you know what I'm saying? You ever been there? I guess it's the apathy card. I know I've been there where it's just like, ah, this is a wrap. I ain't got to throw the kitchen sink at you. I ain't got to shatter bottles and glass around the house. I ain't got to throw stuff. I ain't got to be mad at you. I ain't got to do none of that. Just Deuces, peace, and go to the club tonight <laughs> and hard reset. Get this stuff started again because if not, it becomes continuous. It becomes a continuum. You actually walk into your next relationship still mad. How many times y'all met somebody like this? And I hate this person, but we all had to deal with it because they were fine. <laughs> you meet a girl and, you know, the first conversation, she talking about her favorite color. She talking about where she's from, all that, blah, blah, blah. As Ice Cube said, mandatory time wasting. All right, when you get past that, phase two, you're going to find out where she is. And I used to hate when somebody, where they were, was actually still with their ex breaking up in their mind. Oh, I just got out of something so crazy. Oh, I hope you're not like him. What? I don't even know him. So what's him like? <laughs> and then here we go. And everything you do, oh, you just remind me. Oh, no, I'm just saying, if you that affected, you need to go somewhere by yourself. Israel, make sure that ain't you that's sounding affected. I know you're just responding because that's what you do and you do it the best. But make sure you don't bring the new with the old. Thanking you for your viewership. Brings TV, Brings TV, and your membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Become a member. Why? Look at this. I, 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 I got to give this away. I ain't even going to slang this. I'm just going to give it away to one of the members. That's what we do. So check it out. All right. You know what Joel B does? Mm. Seemingly blames his teammates after a blow in that 3-2 series lead versus the Celtics. Damn, isn't that crazy? You get the three and all you need is one more and you end up letting them get two and it's a wrap. That's how the game goes. So let's talk about what MB said after the game. He said, quote, me and James, no, <laughs> me and James Harden, <laughs> me and James, we just can't win alone. Yeah, that's the voice I hear. Oh, that's why basketball is played five on five. One, two, three, four, five. We just need everybody to just try to keep finding ways to get better. Mm. I found that really interesting. Did y'all watch the game like I watched the game? I don't know. Sometimes you're watching the game and you're like, did I 
see what I just saw? Do I believe my eyes or these are my lion eyes? I should believe. Check the stat sheet. Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and P.J. Tucker all outscored James Harden in the game. Mm, that elimination game on top of that. So Harden, come on. He started the series off so well, too. And then, you know, the game one win and, then, you know, MB comes back and the blowout. But you're like, Harden was like, hey, ain't my team. It's MB's team. Then the next thing, you know, next game, he goes out there and balls again. You're like, damn, James Harden back. But all of those playoff woes that we thought may be behind him, this elimination game right here, you get outscored by P.J. Tucker. You already know how that's going to go. And Maxie and Harris outscored your boy MB, who was up at the podium blaming his teammates. Come on, man. This is crazy. All right, so MB, let me give you all some context. Average 33 points a game in the regular season, but only 23 points a game in the playoffs. That drop-off is the largest by that year's MVP, in NBA history. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So, um, everyone who's won an MVP then went to the playoffs. Whatever they averaged in the regular season and what they averaged in the postseason, no one had a greater gap than you, Joel Embiid, and you are the one at the podium saying everyone else must find ways to get better. Huh? <laughs> All right. So, Sixers have lost their last three game sevens, as we know. Doc Rivers in the building. <laughs> damn, I, I love me some Doc. That's my guy. But damn it, I don't know how to coach in a game seven. I always lose game sevens. <laughs> Woo! That's his NBA record, and this is not the record you want. Nope. You'd rather have an A-track or a CD. Not this record. Tenth game seven loss. No other head coach has more than five game seven losses. You can look at that two ways. You'd be like, damn, at least he getting there a lot. But then you also be like, damn, when you get there, it ain't good. It's all bad, right? So for the <laughs> Sixers led for most of the first half, we saw that. And then the second half, which is a coaching adjustment half, you go into there at halftime. Hey guys, hey guys, put the Gatorade down right now. Go use the bathroom. Okay. No more oranges. Listen, I need eyes. We're going to do this, this, and this. Whatever they said in the Boston locker room was way better than what they said in that Philadelphia locker room. All right, so Doc Rivers intends to return next season. And it's interesting, coaches who have had more success than Doc Rivers of late, we just talked about it, right? Whether it's a Budenholzer, whether it's a nurse of late, yes, now we got Monty Williams out there. Like, they're gone. They're, they're all unemployed or on the chopping block. And Doc Rivers intends to go back. Not asking for his job, not asking for his head, but I'm saying, is he safe in Philadelphia? Y'all tell me in the comments. He has two years left on his contract, and James Harden is yet to even think about his future, all right? So MB didn't blame Doc. He didn't blame the coaching. He said, coach has been fantastic, and he's done a great job in my opinion, all right? So this is the third straight year we've seen the Sixers get to the same point, conference semifinals, you know? Them, them old disc break, not anti-lock. Ah, them old disc breaks in the Monte Carlo. That stop right there for them. They haven't been to the Eastern Conference Finals since 2001 when AI was on the damn court. That's crazy. It's been a long time for those guys. And they all just chomping at the bit, trying to get over that hump, trying to make sure that they get back to the Conference Finals or to the NBA Finals because they have so much talent. 
All right, let's talk about it. James Harden, mm, they kind of sniffed at him and Doc Rivers. I don't know, may not be on the best of terms, so they directly asked James Harden about it. And Harden simply said about their relationship, our relationship is okay. <clears throat> now, this is a moment where you can either be direct or you can be passive aggressive and then let everybody else speculate, right? And James Harden certainly wants us to speculate. What does okay sound like? Oh, you and your girl cool? Yeah, we okay. What'd you say? <laughs> Y'all breaking up? <laughs> it's like, whoa. Oh, man, we know James Harden got some money out there, and he has some money here. $35.6 million option to stay if he wants to, or he can decline and become an unrestricted free agent. Is James Harden worth more than $35 million on the open market? <sighs> Tiddly, tiddly. Yep. <laughs> He's going to get 35. Oh, I think he's going to get more than 35. It's just where and does he want to leave? That's the conversation. What y'all think? Think he'll get more than 35? Hell yeah. All right. That game right there, that series right there. Woo, they had Boston on the rope. But Boston doesn't have the heart of a champion because this group hasn't won a championship. But they have been contenders. So being that close and scratching at it, you knew they weren't going to go out easy, right? So in a game seven, you just had to expect even that second half, they was going to come out and fight. And the only other thing about it, a side note, is when Jalen Brown had that technical at first, when he went to the sideline and dude tried to grab him, hey, bro, you know there are cameras everywhere. <laughs> like, it almost reminded me of people that be trying to do, like, robberies and stuff, forgetting, like, yo, it's a camera right there. Like, you know, when Willie McGinnis got into it, my homie, I'm so sorry that happened. Oh, that's so disappointed in that. But, yo, there's a camera right there, big dog. <laughs> like, this dude grabbed his knee, grabbed his... Grabbed his manhood, too, accidentally, probably. But then he grabbed his knee and then go act like, what, 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 what would it do? Man, I'm glad they got that one right. So crazy in Philadelphia right now. The city with the cracked Liberty Bell is now going to have a crack in terms of their organization. How are they ever going to close this gap and get all that they need out of all of that talent? Doesn't look like this unit is going to do it as is intact. Maybe they're going to have to make some drastic changes. Something's got to give. But your MVP got to give you more. So when you're in a situation like this, MB, just stick to the locker room adage, which is when we win, it is we. When we lose, it is me. That would have saved you in this moment. Thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reach TV and your membership into Wiley's World on YouTube. And with that NFL releasing this schedule, got me into that good space, that good place, y'all. Got to give one of these away right here. You know what this is. This is a limited edition Wiley Baby Blue Powder Blue Chargers jersey. And it's only limited edition because they didn't make that many of them. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man, let's talk about John Moran because they don't make too many like this. This ignorant. Oh, my God. You can't teach this level of silly. Stupid. I mean, God, not him, but these actions are certainly making me look at him a lot differently. Suspended again due to flashing the gun again on IG Live. This fake, this fake rap video life he got going on is costing him real money in the real world and real opportunities. And worse than that, just you're not going to get this back. Even if we move on, Remember we had that conversation, y'all, about forgiving, and we don't really forgive because we don't forget. And if you don't forget, then you're reminded of it and you think about it, so therefore someone's leash is shorter, right? So always remember that. Ain't nobody forgiving you fully. They say they are, but as soon as you do something like that, here we go. 
<laughs> right back there. You go to the damn batter's box, it's already at strike two. That's the point. Memphis Grizzlies have suspended John Morant from all team activities after a video showing the star holding a gun began circulating on social media Saturday night. Grizzlies announced the suspension. Now it's under league review, but two months after the NBA just suspended Morant over a similar incident and the team, no more comment. They ain't stepping in this anymore. So two months ago in a strip club, yeah, we saw it, which is crazy. We at the strip club with John Morant. Y'all kids filming everything. Golly, there was a time, no, I ain't gonna tell you that time. It's in my head though. I'm gonna tell you my Miami story, which if it were being viewed, if it were on IG Live, oh, my career would have been over. But guess what? We didn't film everything because we smart. We actually like our careers. All right, two months ago, he got in the strip club, got caught with the firearm on IG Live, suspended eight games back then. And that played a role in him not making the all NBA team. Now, starting to mess with your money, right? It ain't funny when it's messing with your money or your honey, right? $39 million contract bonus he could have had if he would have played those games and not go through the suspension, et cetera. But that's gone. Money gone that you would never make up. You may make a lot of money. Whatever you end up making, $2 billion. You could have had $39 million more. That's the point. Morant left the Grizzlies and entered a counseling program. Y'all remember that? In March, after a video showed him with the gun and intoxicated, they said, at a Denver club when the Grizzlies were in town playing the Nuggets. Adam Silver at the time called his conduct irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. He wasn't lying. The time of the suspension, here's Morant. And at that time, I was suspicious of him and his level of contrition. And, you know, I don't think I got backlash and stuff like that. You're always going to have someone disagree with you. But there was a force that was saying, you should believe everything he's saying. I'm not like that. I'm not built to just believe you because you apologize. I'm listening, actually. And more than listening, I'm witnessing. I'm watching. And at that time, he said, what I have to lose, I got to be more responsible, more smarter. Mm, don't say it that way. And staying away from all the bad decisions. Okay. I hear you. I hear you, but I didn't feel you at that time. It really sounded like lawyers speak. And I actually said that as well. It's like, I know when you got the fake apology. I know when you got the real apology. And I know when you got the apology, you just read, right? That one felt red, even if he tried to sell it as it was real. So in the wake of the Grizzlies in their first round elimination, he said he needed to be more disciplined. This is after they lose, right, to the Lakers. Got the five-year, $194 million max contract set to begin this coming season. Ooh, could have been a super max, though. God darn. Woo, could have been a super max. But he didn't make all NBA this season. Now, he got deals with Nike, Powerade, to say the least. Even though the sports drink company, Powerade, they almost, they snatched his ass almost immediately after the March video emerged. So uh, what's going to happen now? Don't you got a shoe release coming out right now? How crazy is it that they go from Kyrie Irving, who just reposts a, a link to a movie on Amazon to, all right, we're going to get rid of him because that's crazy. And we're going to go to John Morant, who's just going to be out here. Take him up, take him up, take him up, dad, dad, like Onyx every other month. All right, I'm going to start off with, I told you so. And I'm only going to say I told you so because I really want you to understand what we should be watching 
and witnessing when we see somebody who is going through these struggles, okay? Because I know we all, we all have a rooting interest to want the best for people. I think every person is born that way. That gets conditioned out of you based on some of the things you go through. And that, that also could get socialized out of you because of personality and other people around you, right? You could be taught to be selfish. But I think when you're okay, you want everybody else to be okay. So usually it's when you're in despair do you all of a sudden start rooting against people. But when you got it, you want everybody to go get it, right? So here's the thing. When I was looking at this situation from a whole, I had tons of problems. Let me start with the foundation. What he did was not illegal. So let's stop. There's not a second amendment conversation. Nothing he did was illegal, right? What he did was irresponsible. People who know about guns and gun culture always say, treat a gun like it's loaded. Last time I checked, rapping on beat with your boy, in a moving vehicle, is not acting like that gun is loaded, right? Reacting to the lyrics, reacting to the song, and whatever he say, blast, 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 you go, you do this, whatever you're doing, is not acting like that gun is loaded. Because if you're acting like that gun is loaded, then you will be thinking from a different mindset, oh, this could be potentially dangerous, hazardous, life-threatening, life-ending. So you would never be doing that. I own a gun. Trust me. <laughs> it's where it's supposed to be at all times. And the only time it's not going to be there when when I have to use it potentially, not when I just want to show it off, when I want to just display it, when I just want to flex for it. You know, that doesn't make any sense. That's not illegal. It's just damn irresponsible. Okay. So we know that that is a tool of lethal force. What are you doing? But how do we even get to that point? I'm not going to be the one that's just going to be lazy and say rap culture, even though rap got a problem. We know rap got a problem. Why does rap have a problem? Because I am a rap enthusiast. I am a DJ. I've been DJing for 26 years. Yeah. Before it was popular, before it was a fad, I was DJing right for real. I spread it all through the league when I was playing mixtapes all through the stadiums. I did all that. I don't listen to a ton of rap right now because a lot of it in this frequency of energy is towards this type of stuff. Now, I grew up in gangster rap. That's why I'm not going to blame rap, because I grew up loving NWA, quoting every word. Here's a little something by a homie like me, right? I know it all. But music, entertainment, they entertain and they educate. And for some people, they think that's educational, hearing about, I caught them on the corner, slipping, trapping, pop. Like, if you hearing that and you actually start to want to live that out, oh, they trying to educate you. And that's not what they're trying to do. Really, ultimately, they need to just be entertaining you. But you're going too far with it. In this situation, how did John Moran get here? It's not the rap culture fully. I told you guys, witnessing T. Morant from Hello, and I've never met T. Morant, look forward to meeting him. So I don't have to just go with this simple, far away judgment. He is not helping this situation. Matter of fact, him and Devontae Pack have led your boy, John Morant, into more situations than not in terms of the public's consumption. I remember the Lakers game, and he over there beefing with Shannon Sharp. And then you hear the incident with Devontae Pack, and he can't even go to the arena anymore because of the laser beam. He's the one filming this one. He's in the car again. 
Come on, y'all. I'm not saying get rid of your daddy. I'm not saying get rid of Devontae Pack. I'm saying get rid of the BS when you're around them. Or they're going to have to lead the way or you're going to have to lead the way. But you should be the leader. Why? Because you're the one that got it. Everybody over there is sucking on the bottle. Sucking on that baby's bottle. Because everybody is scared to say what they really feel because they need that next check. That's what happens when your whole world, your whole family, your whole friend, your whole entourage is on the payroll. Everybody just sucking on the tit, as they say, needing that check. So stopping just a little short of dog. The hell you doing? You tricking it off. You giving it up like and saying that and knowing that your boy won't respond or react and take some food off your table. The same food he's putting on your table. Don't even push back on this, y'all. I've been through it. I don't have my entourages. I don't have my hanger ons. And it was brief, but I witnessed the dynamic. Oh, yeah. They scared to tell you the real. Couple of them I went to high school with. Couple of them I grew up with. I'm like, dog, if you don't, I'm walking out and there's a booger. I know I got a booger. And you ain't going to tell me I got a booger. You ain't the homie no more. You now just somebody, oh, you're nervous. Oh, 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 I saw it, but I just didn't want to say anything because you ever heard that? You got friends like that? I, I, I was going to say something, but all those kind of people, man, grab them, go in the corner, say, hey, bro, for us to coexist, I don't give a damn how you think this power dynamic is. For real, for us to coexist, you're going to have to keep it real with me because I'm going to need that more than ever because the higher I ascend, the faker it feels. One, I'm not accustomed to that, not used to being up there. And two, them people all want me for something. You're not supposed to be in that position, so don't act like that. Tell me what you see at all times. So that's crazy because this circle doesn't seem like they're holding him accountable, and it doesn't seem like he's holding this circle accountable in this situation. And that's why it's all about responsibility. Argo, I am a partner in Alliance for Responsible Gun Ownership. John Morant, you can have a gun. John Morant, you have Second Amendment rights. But I do believe in gun rights, gun responsibility, and also stricter gun laws and restrictions. I do. And I certainly believe in a guy driving down the street, loaded or unloaded, I don't know. I don't give a damn. Looks very irresponsible, and if it is loaded, is very irresponsible by just trying to wave a gun to the beat of a rap song. That's just stupid. So stop that. And I've been there, done that. Trust me. Ah, man. Some people out there just speculating all across the board. What's up with Ja? I'll tell you what's up with Ja Morant. Ja Morant is caught right now in the sauce. He's in this cocktail right now of trying to be cool, listening to the culture, listening to, oh, this is what all the cool kids do, trying to be harder than he is trying to be cooler than he is. And also, I mean, look, he's 24. So you get like a lot of this is just young man behavior, but this is next level reckless. But he's also a guy who has so much at his disposal. He thinks he's too big to fail. And that's why even when you get a deal, you go back to the behavior that almost cost you your deal. And it did cost you $39 million. Man, I'm telling you, y'all don't understand the ego of an athlete, let alone a superstar athlete. It's next level. That's why the circle is so important. And that's why you can't see your father sitting courtside, drinking, yelling, 
getting into arguments with other teams, getting into arguments with commentators, and then you don't see, like, people are like, you don't know what he says behind closed doors. That's even worse. How come I only know you for this side, and I don't know you for this side, which looks like a father, right? Not the homie, not the best friend who made you, but a father, a real parent. I need to balance that out. I need it to be on full display for John Morant's sake, not mine, for John Morant's sake. And all of us out there who's been through it before, the OGs, right? You know who we are. We played the game and got through the game in this respect unscathed. It's time to get back, man. It's time to go grab these kids. It's time to go get them. And not just that, but parents. Parent, you know, this friend stuff first. No, we're going to be friends. My kids and I, my goal is to be their best friend as a parent, <laughs> not just best friend in the sentence. No, we're going to talk through it all, but I am still your parent, right? I'm here to lean on for my experience and my wisdom. We got to get back to it, man. That's why my foundation, projecttransition.org, check it out, Project Transition. We are going to the fork in the road place for any a kid out there, any adult out there, those who are getting left behind, underserved, underprivileged, those who are not being in those proper settings. Got to be the third parent, man. Like for real, we got to be the third parent and help people out, man, because it's sad to watch this dude do what he's doing. I think one of the most disappointing parts is you're seeing talent unrealized. And that's a disappointment, no matter who they are, no matter where you meet them. If you see somebody who could do more and they're not doing that, it makes you think, how much more should I do? Well, I'm raising my hand, y'all. We need to get after this dude and tell him, come on, man, hold them accountable. We need to tell that group, hold him accountable and get this shit right. It ain't that damn hard, even though you trying to act that damn hard. All right, y'all, y'all know how we finish every show with a Wiley-ism. There are no shortcuts to any place worth going. Amen. Or as Outcast said, a woman. <laughs> For real. Parenting comes to mind. Being a parent ain't no shortcuts. You want a good kid? I mean, you are on 24-7, 25-8. Yes, you cannot take a shortcut if you want your child to turn into anything. Woo! It is taxing. Macro goals, like big things you want to accomplish. Because you could go out there and, you know, play it off and, and fall, fall and fail forward and get a couple of things going. But those big things, oh, man, no shortcuts. Ain't no shortcuts where we're going. <laughs> you can't. So make up your mind. If you're going to do it, it's going to be a journey. You're going to have to endure. I like championships. We're all sports fans, right? That's why we're here. We know how hard it is for that role. Guys be on the brink of elimination. Game seven, got to dig deep. And then you see them smoke some team, 4-0. And then you see their star gets hurt. Like, that's like life. I tell my wife all the time, relationships and sports will help you see your personal life in a much clearer way. Like, it will give you clarity. It will certainly crystallize a lot of things you may struggle with. Just use those examples, right? Always look at it like, damn, to be a champion, to accomplish in life, to be a champion, to accomplish in sports, rocky road. But make sure it ends the way you desire it. So always remember, there are no shortcuts to any place worth going. All right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! 
want to keep the conversation going, let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Black Information Network and six-time Emmy-nominated news anchor Vanessa Tyler welcome you to Blackland. A podcast about the ground on which the black community stands right now. From stories about salvation and loss. I loved a person who had an HIV diagnosis. To dreams achieved. Or yet unfulfilled. From people who have made it. I sat down with a therapist and I began my journey. To those left behind. Listen to Blackland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nazi V2 was a rocket-powered bomb traveling faster than the speed of sound. You couldn't hear it coming. A technological miracle, but a military and economic disaster for Nazi Germany. How did the V2 come into existence, and why were so many of the people it hurt not the people you might expect? Join me, Tim Harford, host of Cautionary Tales, for my gripping mini-series on the V2 rocket, available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.